live. Hello, 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 goddess. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this conversation. I am getting everything set up here. I'm running a couple of minutes late, so give me a sec. Let me just make sure. Light check, microphone check. Yes. Although, look at this. This is why I'm running late. My oh, it's got cat hair all over it. <laughs> that doesn't help either. My mic broke in my bag. I was traveling yesterday, and I have two of these mics. Of course, I cannot locate the other one. And I also have this mic, but it would have taken me a second longer. Oh, Instagram, you can't see it. It was my Blue Yeti mic, which would have taken me a second longer to set up. And I didn't want you to have to wait. And so. I don't know if I'm going to hold this the whole time um, or what, <laughs> but we will figure that out in a second. Wait, let me just, okay, got to adjust the lighting and everything like that. All right. I got brought, brought props with for you and everything. Make sure I got that going. All right. Hello, my goddess. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Spiritpreneur Summer School. I'm Aviola, and today we are in for something that a bunch of you have been asking me about. How to name your business? What to name your Spiritpreneur business? So we're gonna be breaking that down. We are doing Spiritpreneur Summer School to celebrate uh, the fact that it's Leo season, number one. Hey, and Coach Roz is in the house. Greetings, Coach Roz, and it's her birthday. Happy solar return. Happy new moon. Happy goddess birthday to my Leo sisters. Enchantress Shane, it is her birthday as well. My goddess gurus, my lady bosses, my sisters, my clients, my amazing goddesses. Happy birthday. She says, I love this tea. Yes, this tea, thank you, I love it too, was a gift from my sister and bestie, uh, Goddess Crystal, who is a filmmaker, and yes, this shirt says it all. <laughs> hello, Instagram, hello, Goddess Leticia, Intuitive Coach, hello, Goddess Ezar, let me get your name right, because today's session is about how to name your business, so in naming, I want to get it right. Eslarion, 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 yes. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be talking about how to, how to name your business. But first, I want to get into how to name yourself. Let me move Instagram. Let me move you a little bit over so you can get more central experience. All right, there you go. All right, so how do you name yourself as a spiritpreneur? So first of all, as a spiritpreneur, what is a spiritpreneur? A spiritpreneur is you, a spirit-centered, spirit-led uh, entrepreneur who is answering her calling in the world. That calling may show up in the form of a business centered around health and wellness, um, empowerment. It may be around spirituality. It may be around money and business. It may be around uh, beauty and fashion. It may be around love and relationships. Greetings, Goddess Leticia and Half Moon. Hello on Instagram. So how do you name your business? I'm, the reason I'm starting out with how to name yourself is that for most of you goddesses who are in the room, you are going to be branding yourself as the guru of your business. That's why my business is called the Spiritpreneur Guru Academy, because it is for gurus like you to step forward and you're building a business and a brand where you 
<laughs> are the guru that we're coming to. And this is also the reason why if people have, like I've, I've said in the past that, you know, people have approached me for coaching who own a franchise like a McDonald's or who want their only focus to be multi-level marketing. It's not uh, an issue if part of one of your income streams is multi-level marketing, but if you want your only business to be multi-level marketing or owning a franchise like a McDonald's or something like that, which is fabulous, go for it. This, the Spiritpreneur Guru Academy is just not the program for you because it's about you being the, the face of your business, the brand of your business, rather than McDonald's or something else, right? Am I hungry? Did I just mention McDonald's twice in this new moon book? <laughs> All right, so crack food aside, when you are naming yourself, one of the questions that I got this week, someone wanted to know the difference between coaching and mentoring. I'm going to extend that out a little bit because I think it's important that we don't get caught up in, you know, um, having the name hold us back. So people may often in this space of people who are helping to empower, to uplift, to inspire, to transform, to entertain, all of the things that y'all are doing, people may call themselves a coach a mentor, a consultant, a therapist, a healer, a guide, a guru, an expert. There's a range of titles, right? And that is just the surface. So to answer her initial question, what's the difference between being a coach and a mentor? Initially, coaching, as de defined by the Coaching Federation, was supposed to be, you know, where you are guiding someone by asking them questions and you're not offering advice, but they are the ones who are coming at their own answer through your guidance. Now, being a consultant is different because as a consultant, and I'm just giving you the technical terms, I'm gonna break down why this may or may not matter to you in a second. The Being a consultant, you're coming in, you're like, kaboom, guess who stepped in the room? And you are the expert and you can go in and add guidance and give advice and revamp somebody's whole situation, whether again, you could be a health consultant, fitness, love consultant, whatever, the full range, right? Being a mentor. now. You could have a mentor. I have mentors who don't know that they're my mentor, right? Like Auntie O is probably for most of us here a mentor. A mentor is someone who is, it, the relationship between the mentor and the mentee is defined by only that mentor and mentee. So again, you can have mentors that don't know that you're their mentor. You can have mentor relationships where you're invested in a program, people who are professional mentors, like you know, with my programs, who are investing in themselves through you. You could have mentor relationships where if you're at a corporation, someone who is senior to you takes you under their wing and, you know, helps you to move up. You know, there are different ways that that relationship can take place. Now, the reason why I say this may or may not matter to you is that things have gotten smudgy over the years in terms of this terminology. And so a lot of us work as a coach, a mentor, and a consultant all together. There is nothing wrong with that. Your goal is to get to help your soulmate client get from A to Z. If I have an issue and you are able to help me to solve my issue, I don't care what you call yourself. <laughs> now, here's the caveat. 
the government may care what you call yourself. And so you don't want to, for example, in the state of New York, New York State, call yourself, hang up a shingle that says, you know, I am a um, food therapist or whatever it is that is your genre, your niche. Because state by state in the United States, it is regulated terms like um, counselor, terms like therapist, probably soon uh, terms like coach are regulated by state. So don't go calling yourself immediately a counselor or a therapist or something like that, even in a fun way, because the man will come down on you in the form of your local government and you don't want to jeopardize your business in that way. Here's the other thing. You do not want to enter into a space where you know you are dealing with people's hearts, their souls, their mental health, all of that where you don't know what you're doing. Because a lot of folks have been messed over by people who do not have adequate training and guidance and um, experience to be able to take them on that journey. This is something we were talking about the other day in the Spiritpreneur Guru Academy because we're doing a unit on um, how to how to host your own retreats. I'm teaching the goddesses how to host their own retreat. And so one of the things that I said is that, you know, be very aware that people who are coming to your retreat, a lot of stuff is going to come up for them. Do you or does someone else at that retreat or retreat center have mental health training to be able to handle those things? Again, this may or may not be relevant to your niche, but I'm saying just be aware of it. These are things to be aware of when it comes to naming you, naming what you do, and naming your business. Be responsible. Be responsible for the fact that people are coming to you. Don't take it carelessly or lightly that people are coming to you um, and wanting guidance. Now, you know, this is one of the reasons why I've created my own Spiritualista Coaching certification, pro certification program that is coming later this year that people like the beautiful Coach Roz are already, you know, on the list for because it's very specific the way that you're able to bring someone to a transformation and it's not a it's a very specific process and practice and not something to take lightly okay not something to take lightly at all all right so whether you call yourself a coach a mentor a consultant a counselor a therapist a guide a guru an expert a shaman a high exalted mystic ruler a healer <laughs> just make sure that you can back it up Right? Just make sure that you can back it up. Don't just hang out your shingle and call yourself a coach. And if I come to you with my problem, you cannot help me to get the transformation, get from A to Z of what I need. A really funny story uh, before I break down for you um, key steps that you want to take when naming your business. Hello, goddess via, via JP. I know I'm adding like a, probably a foreign flair to it. What am I going to do? <laughs> Hello, Goddess Mignon. Hello, my loves. All right. So, you know, Tony Robbins, it's interesting, you know, talk about like coaching and certification, who sort of his company certifies people. It, when he started out, apparently people were very upset and very frazzled that he was not certified. 
And Tony Robbins, his training is in neuralist linguistic programming, as is mine, is one of the certifications that I have. And he went and he was getting his training. And before he got his, you know, before they got to the end of the training, he was like, wow, this is great, the stuff that I'm learning. He went across the street to a bar and started helping people apparently to stop smoking and clear up their problems and stuff like that. And the people in the, his program were like, wait, hold up. You can't do that. You haven't been certified yet. And he's like, screw you. I'm trying to help people. I want to help people. So, you know, that was his objective and that should be your objective too. Okay, so again, hello, greetings, goddesses. For the goddesses who are just joining, feel free to watch this on replay because I talked about the difference between calling yourself a coach, a mentor, consultant, counselor, therapist, guide, guru, expert, healer, um, high exalted mystic ruler. <laughs> coach Kaylin is in the house, greetings, goddess. Hello, goddess Shandrika. Hello, beautiful goddess Linda Mitchell is here. Greetings, goddess Linda. All right, so how to name your business. Now, naming is a huge thing, and there are companies that are set up specifically branding companies for corporations that will help them to name themselves because naming is everything, right? That's why naming babies are so powerful and so important. Um, and it shows, you know, that studies have shown that, for example, if you have an ethnic name, like my name, Abiola, and an Abiola resume comes up, and a Bob Smith resume comes up, that people will, that Bob Smith is going to get more people that contact him for an interview than, than the people that contact Abiola. You know, and y'all are missing out, because Bob Smith does not have one-tenth of what I would have to bring to the table were I looking for a job or submitting my resume to you. <laughs> and for the people that wouldn't be calling back the Aviolas and the Chandricas, right? For the people that wouldn't be calling us back, I happen to own my own company. So I am the boss. Anyway, so take that, you and Bob Smith. All right, excuse me, hashtag triggered. Let me move on. <laughs> Thank you for the heart. Yes, and so what you name your business matters. However, let me say this before I break down naming your business. I don't want you to get so caught up in this that you don't actually build your business, okay? Because you having your business and executing your business is more important than you being stuck for the next year on the name or, or, as many goddesses have done, you being having this amazing name, and then now you're scared to put your name out into the world, and you are now petrified, and you don't want somebody to steal your name or steal your stuff, and you got this great idea, you got this great invention, it's going to change everything, but you never tell anyone about it. And if I'm talking to you, you know I'm talking to you, right? So you don't want to do that, all right? Your name, the name that you give your company, just like the name that you give yourself, is going to affect people's experience with it. But the beautiful thing is that names also evolve. And so it's so crazy when I think about maybe just 10 years ago, when I was growing up, nobody could pronounce Abiola. You know, if I called people on the phone or whatever, or like companies, whatever, they would see Abiola, it'd be confusing, you know, to them. They were like Ebola, Ariola. They just could not pronounce my name. Interesting thing. 
a man called Barack Obama became the president of these United States. Very, very interesting now because everybody from Uber drivers to companies to whoever, now a name like Abiola, they look at it and they can say it like that. And Lupita Nyong'o, for example, you know, 10 years ago, they probably would have told her to lose her name and rename it or give herself a nickname or something like that. But now, you know, she just put it out there. And yes, when we first looked at it, we were like, wait, what? Like, you're gorgeous. What is your name? But now it rolls off of the tongue. So that is something really, really interesting. If you have a, an ethnic name or a different name, you know, 10 years ago, people would have told you to lose it, rename yourself. Um, but my thing has always been, is people meet me and they want to shorten my name. They're like, hey, Abby. And I'm looking, I'm waiting for Abby to show up because they're not talking to me. <laughs> right? They're like, oh, do we, can I call you Abby? Not if you want me to respond. You, you can call me, you know, if you want, but <laughs> you won't be talking to me. Right? My thing has always been, if you can say Schwarzenegger, you can say Abiola. <laughs> right? But when it comes to naming your brand and your business, it is something that you want to take into account. So for example, with abiolaabrams.com, I have always had other names to my business because abiola.com has always been taken. I have contacted, been contacting for at least three up for the last 10 years. The man that owns it, he bought it for his daughter. He will not sell it to me for any amount of money. So kudos to him. Um, but and because abiolaabrams.com, people just cannot, they can't spell Abrams. They can't spell Abiola. Put Abiola and Abrams together and there's two A's in the middle and it's just confusing. So if you have a name that either you can't, is the Google, you know, the Google uh, URL for your name, the URL for your name is already taken or people, or it's hard to pronounce or something like that, then you do want to take that into account when naming your business. I have a friend who her name is Jamie and her parents spelled it, it's spelled like J-A-I-M-Y-E or something like that. And she bought all iterations, all of the wrong spellings of her name, .com, which is really smart so that people will find her and will find her business. So giving your, your business, naming your business after yourself, if you are a coach, a consultant, a healer, a therapist, whatever, is the most natural thing to do. But what I would just want you to take into account is in the, in, in the future, would you want to be able to sell this business? You know, which is something that is, you know, I'm urging you to think about because I see you, you know, as a mogul over there. So if you are wanting in the future to probably sell your business, would you want to sell your name? People do it. You know, Wally Amos, when I was growing up in the 80s, Famous Amos cookies were good, right? You can go to the store and get your famous Amos cookies and your quarter waters, right? <laughs> but he sold his company and he sold his name. And so now, you know, I saw this interview with him the other day and I felt heartbroken because he's like out there with like some new cookies. I don't remember the name of his cookies. I'm sorry, famous Amos. But he's like, I, I, he doesn't own his name. And so it's just like, ah, you know, because a rose by any other name does not smell as sweet. We are affected by the name of a company, a product, a business, or whatever it is. So thing number one to think about when naming your business. Number one, don't steal. 
don't steal y'all like y'all like people are out there like i've had it happen to me my sister has had it happen to her Several of the people that I know have worked with, my friends have had it happen to them where you mention something and if you have not protected yourself first, there are people who will run out and buy the domain name. I had it happen with lovebodyspirit.com. I started out focusing on love and relationships, which blossomed into you know self-worth because that's the key to love and relationships. And so I was calling my business lovebodyspirit.com before, lovebodyspirit before protecting it. And don't you know, like people went out and made it their whole brand when I knew before I'd done the research and it wasn't out there. So make sure that, you know, when you're coming up with your thing, be unique, be original. I know, I know that, you know, when you're following someone, it's very easy to get influenced by them when you're doing your own thing but make sure that you are finding your own voice, that you're being inspired to find your own voice, not being inspired to create a different version of theirs, okay? Because your own voice is powerful, is unique, and we need you. We need you to be you. We don't need you to be, you know, be a first-rate, first-class version of yourself rather than somebody else, right? A second-class version of somebody else. And, you know, to the people that do it, the, the people that are out there stealing people's stuff, you know, people have gone and copied, you know, word-for-word -word stuff off of my website and things like that. It's just like, it's whack. Like, don't do that. Give yourself more credit than that, you know? Give yourself more credit than that, all right? Yes, that is not mogul behavior. <laughs> and... There is such a thing called karma. I'm just going to say that, right? And it's not that you're wishing anything on anyone or their business or anything like that. Karma just is. Like gravity, it just is. So you don't want to do that, be you, all right? So number one, don't steal. Um, and number two, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to number one, let me tell you a part of what inspired this conversation. Because um, number two is I want you to make sure that your name is trademarkable. Um, and yes, you can trademark your own name if that's what you're going to be rolling with. You know, you can like, or you can have, like there's um, Carol's Daughter. She named her business after her mom and called it Carol's Daughter and she still sold that business. It was trademarkable. So make sure that, you know, is your name trademarkable? And so the exciting thing is, da -da -da -da, let me show y'all my trademark certificate. I'm so excited. Um, my trademark came through for Spiritpreneur which is really, really exciting. Let me show y'all my trademark certificate. And so it's funny because, can y'all see that? All right, let me show Instagram first. Yay. Show Facebook, YouTube. So it's so funny because my, um, my attorney sent me this email and was like, yay, okay, your trademark is official. And you can, and now it's time, you know, for us to go through your site and change all of the TMs, the trademark symbols to R in a circle, registered trademark. And I was like, yes, let's do that. And so then the next thing that they wanted to do, because there are all of these people, thank you, God is done, thank you. There, there are all of these people talking about people who steal, you know, again, you know, when I was started out using the term spiritpreneur and no one else was using the term except for I'll, I'll explain to you something interesting I learned afterward in a second um, no one was using the term and then all of these people started calling themselves spiritpreneur 
And so now my attorney wants to go and like start sending people cease and desist letters and all kinds of stuff, like round them round, let's round them up. And I'm like, you know, like that's just, it's not my energy. So I don't know yet how I want to proceed with that. Like, you know, I don't know. We, we shall see, you know, what, what that is. <laughs> we shall see what that is. But again, people will, you know, you may find that your domain name with womanifesting.com, for example, I again started putting it out there, talking about womanifesting, womanifesting, etc. And then someone bought the domain name, which I had checked and was available, but I didn't move on it and was lazy and didn't make it happen, you know. And someone else bought the domain name and then they sold it to someone who is a domain name um, retailer. There are people that do that. And I had to buy the domain name then for thousands of dollars, for a couple of thousand dollars, but it was worth it to me. And so with my brand that I'm, you know, my, my website is womanifesting.com. And then my academy is named Spiritpreneur Guru Academy. And so you can have different iterations within your business. Right. So, for example, like going back to like Notorious B.I.G. was Notorious B.I.G. He was Biggie. He was, you know, the B.I.G. whatever. Like you could have, you know, different iterations and different ways that your name shows up. I do prefer I'm going to say this. I do prefer businesses where especially when you're just starting out that you have one name that goes throughout. So if you are just starting out, you know, you just just have one thing, make it clean, make it, you know, memorable and have one name and one, you know, way that you are showing up in the world. So is the URL available? Is it available throughout social media? Very important. And so it's interesting because also the person, the um, the company that I bought womanifesting.com from, they also had packaged with it um, the social media handles. They had some, some are womanifesting and some were different variations of it, like maybe womanifesting me or whatever, stuff like that. You can have, once you've trademarked a name, so one of the other things my attorney was saying is that people who are squatting on the name like if on a social media platform like Twitter or something like that, they could contact Twitter and say, we own this trademark um, and uh, acquire it that way. All right. So is it is it available? Is it on social media? Is it available across the board? Is it trademarkable? And if you are not setting up your business, but you want to still just go through and save your name on social media, you could do that as well. There are two sites that would be helpful for you in checking these things. One is namecheck.com, namecheck, so check your name on there. One is called Domainer, D-O-M-A-I-N-R, domainer.com, and you can just do a search across the board. Munai says, I love you. I'm so happy you just mentioned B-I-G. What? I'm from New York. Yes. <laughs> My references are from New York, and I actually was then going to go into, I was like, yeah, and let's look at, you know, let's look at Diddy, you know, Puff Daddy, you know, like Brother Love, like, you know, Sean Combs, you could have many names, but again, he didn't come out of the box with that, come out of the box with clarity, and then you can add on after that, all right? So then, number three. Do you want to go with a made-up word? Now, a made-up word is a really powerful way to go because then nobody owns it. You know, I'm a fan of made-up words. Spiritpreneur is a made-up word. 
when manifesting is a made-up word, do you want to go with a made-up word? Oreo cookies, Oreo is a made-up word. Kleenex tissue, Kleenex is a made-up word, right? Um, Google is a made-up word. Do you want to make up well, Google's not a made-up word. Technically, it was used by math geeks, but to the rest of us, me and you, it's a made-up word, right? Do you want to go with maybe a lesser-used word? That's one way, like Google or Twitter, or do you want to go with a completely made-up word? If you go with a made-up word, unless you have like a huge advertising budget and it's going to be something that people are not going to be able to spell, not being able to figure out, or something like that, I would say tread lightly tread lightly you know because if, if you know spiritpreneur guru academy spiritpreneur has in it spiritpreneur which even though it's a made-up word you could figure out from you know breaking it down spiritpreneur like entrepreneur you know you could you could get a sense of what i'm talking about or woman manifesting right manifesting woman manifesting like it's not that complicated so you can have a made-up word that you know gives people some kind of sense of what it is and that's probably a better way to go there's for example spanx who i've worked with as i always tell you guys and one of the ways when she was coming up with that name she wanted something that sounded a certain way right which brings us to number four how does the name sound how does it look how would it look on a sign or a shingle or a website you know does it look visually does it give you how does it feel does it give you the feeling of what you're wanting your company or brand to feel like you know um what do we if you especially if you are somebody who is in the the business of you know empowering uplifting transform transformation entertainment something like that the feeling that we get from your name is everything you know, so do you want to use alliteration in the name, like Coca-Cola or something like that? Like, think about how the name sounds, how it feels, how it rolls off the tongue. All right? Number five, one of the things that you could do if you don't want to use a made-up word is that you could own a word, right? So... For example, a friend of mine, Terrence Leffridge, we spoke in the Bahamas together last year um, at the Creativepreneur, another made-up word, Creativepreneur Summit. And he owns the word, doesn't own it technically, but it's a word that when I hear now, I think of him because it's his brand name. It's on T-shirts. It's on, you know, it's the way that he puts himself out there in the world. Unstoppable is the word that he uses. So you could take a word that if, someone if it's if it's if someone else is not already rocking it out as their word you can take that word and own it you could combine words so like gabrielle bernstein spirit junkie you know spirit means one thing junkie means another the juxta juxtaposition of those is really powerful because it's something that you wouldn't have thought of before and or girl boss right and so people think of like a girl is one thing and then adding boss to it or lady boss you know, it's you could combine two words or use a word that you then own and people hear and think of you or Apple, you know, for example, that kind of thing. So that may be a way that you want to go. Right. So that's number five. If you are thinking of owning a word, like taking a word and rocking out on it so that when we hear that word, even if it's a common word, we think of you, you know, that may be a way to go now. With something like that, the combined words is easier than a one word kind of thing because, you know, Apple 
has a budget. It's been around for a long time. It hasn't always been around, but I'm sure in the beginning when they were saying Apple, people were passing them an apple, <laughs> right? So you want to think about that, take that into consideration. You know, are you playing, you know, the long game or do you want people to have instant recognition when it comes to your name? Which brings us to number six. Does your name immediately give us the feeling of what the benefit or advantage is in working with you and your company? So for example, WoManifesting of WoManifesting.com, right? We think of WoManifesting. I'm gonna show you like with my WoManifesting cards. So WoManifesting, you know, we think of WoManifesting as like, you know, it's a very powerful name because immediately it thinks that it makes us think of creation, creating our own lives, giving birth to something because it's manifesting, but then it spins it on its ear, right? So does the name of your company have the advantage built into it somehow? All right. So these are things, again, you know, it doesn't have to, the name that you pick doesn't have to check all of these boxes, but you must ask yourself all of these questions to come to what works for you. Sometimes names switch up and they go, they come in and out of favor. So I remember, I think I was in grad school during um, the John, when John McCain with the Sarah Palin and John McCain and all of that stuff was happening. And um, I, I don't remember what the situation was, but I was calling myself something Ma something Maverick, um, probably the film Maverick or something like that. Cause I, it was, you know, in grad school, I studied one of my many degrees is, <laughs> is in film and women's storytelling. Um, and so I was using the term Maverick and then John McCain was using the word Maverick I didn't want to be associated with him at that time, you know, although no, you know, much love to John McCain, who's an American hero, you know, but it wasn't what I wanted to be affiliated with. And it made it really uncool, like something that when I first was like coming up with a name, I thought it was something that sounded cool to me and it made it very uncool. So you want to think about that. You don't want to get caught up in names like that are um, names that are feel like they're just kind of in for the moment, names that are trendy, they may be good for a program or a product or a service, something that is temporary, like an event. You can have an, an, a trendy name. So for example, you know, if you're using slang, like names, names can get dated, you know, like my blog many, many years ago used to be called, um, Pa used to have the word passionista in it until a friend of mine stole it and started using it. But it used to have the word passionista and all of those Easter names kind of went out of vogue, went out of style. So be aware of trends and things like that. You know, like right now, everybody's saying everything's lit, it's lit, it's lit. You take that and you put that into your name in six months, it's going to seem like your company is dated. So just be aware of that. However, you can use it again if it was an event, whether it's an online event or um, a live event, like there's a um, there's a literary con conference that's coming up that's like calling itself like it's lit literary conference. That's hot. It's like, you know, it's going on right now. So that's timely and contemporary, but I wouldn't want to be using that, you know, if I were them probably five years from now or something like that, it's gonna seem very dated, okay? So then number seven, the spelling, the spelling of your name. So. Names, you know, again, they mean something to people. So 
you know, and this is, I'm going to say this, this is really important. I'm treading lightly here because names are very personal. If your company has a name that's like, you know, Sista spelled with an A at the end or kids with a Z at the end, there's nothing again wrong with that. It's just you be aware of what that may mean, right? Are you, do you want to limit yourself or limit your name by giving it a certain kind of slang spelling? Um, or it may be something that you're doing purposefully because you're wanting to appeal to a specific demographic. So again, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just taking these things into consideration. Are you making it more hard to spell? You know, like, is it like, you know, like, um, I remember I was involved with this organization called Hip Hop for Health. Shout out Hip Hop for Health. And they were doing amazing things and they were inviting me to speak and be on panels and stuff like that. And I remember them having to explain that it was a number four instead of F-O-R, you know, Hip Hop for Health, number four. Like it can get confusing if you are doing interviews, which you will be, right? Because you're, you're, you're not hanging out here in Spiritpreneur Summer School to go be up in your living room. You are going to shine and make an impact on the world stage. I fully expect you to. Yes. <laughs> right? And so if you are in interviews and it is confusing and you're like, you know, hip hop for hip hop, you know, hip hop kids for health with a Z on the end, this is not the organization. I'm just giving an example. Kids, K-I-D-Z, number four, underscore, backslash. Like at that point, I'm like, look, I, I don't know, <laughs> right? And we may Google your name and then come up with somebody else's name. This is again for the name stealing people who wanna take and steal a name and switch a letter or whatever. We may Google your name and come up with somebody else's name, right? We don't want to do that. We want you to be findable. We want people to find you. And so even if you have to explain where it's something that it's easy, like if I say, you know, and you can find me at womanifesting.com, like manifesting, but womanifesting. People get that, right? Or if greetings, God is a little more like, yeah, girl, friend stole the name. Yes friend. Um, so goddess Lamorla, right? That's a, that's a very memorable name. She's like, yes, Lamorla.com. You know, even if she has to spell that it is memorable, it is, you know, it is clear, it is definable and it is specific to her. So just take these things into consideration. All right. But if, but goddess Lamorla might want to add whatever her benefit or advantage is, you know, like Lamorla's, um, I don't know if it's Lamorla's cookies or whatever it is. Are they the most delicious cookies? Are they decadent cookies? Are they yummy cookies? Whatever it is so that we, it's instantly recognizable to us. All right. So wacky spellings and things like that, just take it into consideration. Because again, you know, it's, it's been a trend online for the, like the past 10 years or so, like with companies, you know, with like Fiverr or whatever to spell things purposefully, purposefully in a wrong way um, because the, the other way would have been taken. But then they also have big marketing budgets to be able to back that up to where it then becomes um, kind of a normal thing. So I know, for example, with Fiverr, whenever I'm rec recommending it to my goddesses, where a second I always have to think, is it two V's or is it two R's? Um, and, you know, that's not a big thing because Fiverr has, again, enough of a presence that it's easy to find that it's two R's. But if it's you, Susie Q, 
in your business, we don't want, and, and you may not have that kind of marketing budget to have an, a presence like that. We want to make sure from the gate that you are protecting yourself. Okay. All right. And then number eight, test it, test your name with your group. If you have, if you have, um, an audience already, and if you don't, well, even if you do, head over to richgoddess.club and make sure that you take my free spiritual selling secrets masterclass. And you may want to take the class at richgoddess.club um, so that you're aware of some of these things and how to be able to use these tools in your business to now sell. Um, and actually, even that URL, think about it, richgoddess.club. Like, you want to be in the Rich Goddess Club? Like, who's saying no, right? And so richgoddess.club, like usually a dot, um, a non.com domain is usually harder to remember and more confusing, but it's not the whole name of my business. It's just the link that takes you to the free masterclass. So, for example, um, I could say, you know, sign up for my free spiritual selling masterclass by going to womanifesting.com and then click on the link at the top that says work with me or go to womanifesting.com, click on shop or go to womanifesting.com and there's a banner and you can click there or, you know, womanifesting.com slash, you know, free class or something like that. But I want to make it easy. I want to make it something that if somebody is listening to this on the podcast, right? And if you're not, like, hello, go subscribe, go to iTunes, subscribe, so that I come into your phone on a daily. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you may not be able to write it down. Richgoddess.club is a lot more memorable than, you know, womanifesting.com slash this or click that or scroll up or scroll back or, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Keep it memorable for us. Keep it clear for us. Um, and that's also an example of how you could use a temporary name or a temporary URL um, to be able to represent something that is specific. So in the future, if I change my free masterclass to something else, right now it's spiritual selling secrets, I could easily just forward richgoddess.club wherever I want it to be. Also the same with my free Facebook group right? It's really, really hard a lot of times to find people's groups on Facebook. You know, I'm telling them, okay, we'll just go to facebook.com slash whatever, blah, 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 spiritpreneur. They're trying to figure out, you know, how to spell it and how to find it and whatever. I just say, go to imanifestmagic.com and you'll get to my Facebook group. It makes it easier with my calendar, you know, meetwithabiola.com. Easy, clarity, 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 clarity. All right? <laughs> Goddess Allison, yes, she says, I am hungry. She said, my examples have been McDonald's, famous Amos cookies. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. I am. Did I have lunch? I hadn't. I, no, did I have breakfast? Did, what did I have today? I had my protein shake, which is what I have first thing in the morning. And then I had, I did have some chickpeas. Yes, I had chickpeas for breakfast. Um, that because yesterday I went to my mom's house and my dad made chickpeas. I brought yes, I brought a to-go plate and I had it for breakfast. Yes, <laughs> but yes, I think that I am hungry. Um, so number eight, test your name, and you want to. One of the ways that you could test it is with AdWords. So if you have a name like um, some, you know. 
famous cookies. Yes, I'm gonna use the example again. <laughs> if you had a name like Allison's Famous Apple Pie or something like that, you could put Allison's Famous Apple Pie into AdWords and see the responses that people get. Tim Ferriss, who wrote the four-hour um, four-hour work week, four-hour diet, four-hour body, four-hour you know he's got four-hour cookbook. Lots of that's his his brand that he was using for a while. But four-hour work week, he initially had some other name that was horrible, and he ran tests. You know he had budget to do this, but he ran tests on Google to see when people did a search, would they click on his link or click another? You may not be able to do that, but you can certainly go to your Facebook page or whatever and set up a poll and see which name people gravitate gravitate toward. I did this with my book, my last book, The Sacred Bombshell Handbook of Self-Love. You know, see which name makes people feel, yeah. And I had some other name first, and you know the goddesses were not feeling it but sacred bombshell they were like yes i want to be that i want to see myself in that so it, it spoke to them in a different way so you can do that just ask your people here is a caveat really really important when it comes to asking people about your name the people that you're talking to you want to make sure that they are your demographic that they're your soulmate client so for example i love my mom y'all know i talk about my mom my mommy but my mommy rocks, right? But I'm not gonna ask my mom, is Spiritpreneur Guru Academy a good name? I'm not gonna ask my mom if spiritual selling secrets should be the name of my free masterclass. I'm not gonna ask my mom how she feels about womanifesting.com. I used to, in the beginning, ask my mother and my father for their opinion, right? And then I realized, they're not my demographic. They're not my target market. They're not who I'm talking to, selling to, not the age group, not the, the, the niche, not nothing <laughs> in that means, right? So if I was going to sell um, some, you know, if I was going to set up a program for like, you know, dope fly retirees who want to rock out, then I would ask them what they think because that would be their demographic. However, I have the amazing benefit that my sister, Goddess Damali, is my demographic, is my target market, is my intended audience, is a spiritpreneur, and several of my cousins as well. And so they are the people that I ask, how do you feel about this? Do you prefer this? What does this make you feel like? You know, which is something really important for spiritpreneurs. I'm going to bring back again for us to ask. Ask, how do you want people to feel? How do you want people to feel and use the name, feel, make sure that the name gets that, you know, gets to that. All right. I'm going to wrap up because, yes, I need to go eat something <laughs> besides the chickpeas. Um, so test the name, test it, test it, test it. Make sure that you are testing with your audience. If you have just tuned in, you want to make sure you go back and watch this if you're wanting to know how to name yourself, because I talk about that in the beginning before how to name your business. All right? And if you want to get started with your free spiritual selling master class, where are you going to head? richgoddess.club, okay? richgoddess.club and come on board Spiritpreneur Guru Academy. We're making it happen. You can join me daily 
Um, not tomorrow, because tomorrow is Goddess Temple Sunday, which is 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sundays. But you can join me 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time for the most part. Goddess Allison, Coach Ross has a question, and we're going to stop, and we're going to answer because it's her birthday. She says, so do we just go by the domain name for the program we are launching when we create the sales page? If there is a domain name that you want, go buy it right now. Don't wait for the sales page. Don't wait for anything. Don't wait for the new moon to be gone. Do not pass go. Go buy it right this minute. You can buy the domain name at any point in time. Don't wait until you're launching your program um, or anything like that, okay? Because people are in the hunt. People are coming up with ideas. I firmly believe that, you know, there is a, it's a whole different conversation, but, you know, there's a, um, a, a global mind and a global movement that moves us toward, you know, that's why we're thinking completely differently than we were, you know, years ago, my parents' generation, and things are accelerating. And if there's an idea that you have been given and you're sitting on it, it's probably going to be given to someone else because we need it in the world. We need you. We need your magic in the world. So go buy your domain names right now. And it doesn't matter if you have, you know, <laughs> 20 domain names if you can pay for them or whatever it is buy your domain names yes a goddess done says inspired care cared for fun inspired cared for fun and she says love the t-shirt thank you goddess all right my loves so i will see you in the next broadcast goddess anisha just joined hi goddess anisha i haven't seen you since we were hanging together in belize and I didn't get to spend nearly enough time with you, my love. So side note, let me talk to Goddess Anisha for a second. So Goddess Anisha, make sure that you come hang in some Facebook group, because we have a few of them <laughs> that she's a part of. Come to the VIP Facebook group. Come to the Spiritpreneur VIP Facebook group. And I want to get to know more of you, because you are one of two people only that at the retreat that I didn't get to spend enough time with. All right, goddesses, be seen, be heard, be a movement. Namaste. And let me know what you're going to be naming your businesses. I can't wait to learn. I can't wait to find out what you are inspired to name yourself. Bye.